Uh, look, it could be. Could I be. Look, you see, you know stunning. what? <laughs> shocked we were able to get this phone call together because you are notoriously bad for returning. Right. Me- oh, returning calls. No messages. You were just you are shocking. Oh no, I know. Don't even get me started. I had like twenty five unread messages on my phone. Is is there a possible way that you can prioritize those? Ignore the other twenty four. And when I'm sending you messages, you need to get back to me because I'm a busy man, man of the people. I'm trying to lock chat. And just because you're the champ now doesn't mean you can blow off the chat. I literally, I actually message you back a fair bit considering, like, how many people I do ignore. (laughs) That makes me feel much better. I feel. feel Yeah, no. If you get a message back at all, even if it's a few days late, I think that's a pretty good effort. Well, you've done well. All right, well, look, I should probably do the intro for the chat now because this has been recording for, <laughs> recording for a minute 23, Annie. But that's okay. fine. That's fine okay. because I'm, I'm here with the Pastor Hex champ. We're here. I mean... Unbelievable. Look, I, I don't want to blow this out of proportion, but I may have called your fight the fight of the night. I know! I saw that! Or heard it, I should say. Sorry, I'm in my kitchen. Um, I heard that, and I was blown away. I was so excited. Look, let's talk about... Let's let's do a proper but I chat. Think you did say that before Corey fight, and that, that also was a great fight. That was a great fight. No, that was a fantastic fight. Uh, shout out to Corey and Taylor. That was a fantastic fight. But I would still say this, without making enemies, Right, without upsetting or anyone, I'd still say you. I preferred yours. Really? Oh my yeah. god! I preferred yours, uh, and there was reasons I preferred yours, and we'll talk about them throughout the chat. Okay. Good. I I I did prefer yours, and that's not saying that theirs was bad at all. It was a fantastic fight, but there was things I just there was things I took away from your fight that made me prefer your fight, and that is what it is. Now I've come okay. out I've come out publicly on the page. Uh, several occasions now, and I've said, uh, I, you know, I don't. I try not to pick favourites. I try to stay impartial. I try to <laughs> be a man of people. You know, I, I try not to pick sides too much with the chats, right? But I have said Annie Thatcher's my favourite. I know, and I don't know why. I've won you over. It's just look. You know what it is? It's a feel-good story. It's it, 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 it's. I just like the entire story. I like everything about it. I really? Like, That's I so like, funny. I, I like country girl comes to the city, finds fighting, does. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a bit million dollar baby. It, it is. It, it's a bit million dollar baby, and I think that's why I, I like it. You know, I, I do the chats because I like the backstories, and I like your backstory. And you know what? I literally, when I go into fights and the girls are from Melbourne, I think this city bitch, she's not going to beat me. <laughs> she's She's not made. She's not made from, made from the same stuff I've made of. Hey, that's going to be the tagline for this chat. Just so you know. <laughs> this city bitch. That's going to be the quote from this chat. No city oh. bitch going to beat me. That's going to be the tagline. I will genuinely be scared one day when I find another country person. I'll be like, oh, Jesus. Oh, she's from where? Oh, she's from Bansdale. Wow. Oh. Yeah. Oh, Bansdale. <laughs> oh, they don't even have a V-line station out there. It's all, it's all a bit funny. rough. All right. 
Let's talk about the fight because I, I want to talk about the lead-up and everything like that because I think going into the fight too, and it's something that you'd mentioned to me, that you were probably a little bit annoyed that people had sold you grappling short heading into the fight. Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, this is something that I talked about, like, I guess, in the pre-fight, you know, while you guys were um, just getting into the cage and all that sort of stuff. And I did mention that it was, quote, unquote, a striker versus grappler, because on paper, that's what it was. It was a a striker versus grappler match. Out of the two of you, whether or not people had seen your skills in the cage, and I knew you could grapple going into it, but out of the two of you, skills on paper, accolades on paper, people was the much more accomplished grappler. Yeah, that's true. Def, by oh. far, by far. By far. Yeah. World champion, yeah, one one in the, at the world for jiu-jitsu, I think at Blue Belt. Um, yeah. You know, very strong grappler. Going into the fight, though, I want to talk about the prep. You know, you, you're at a strong gym, very smart coaches, things like that. Let's talk about the lead-up, though. So training camp, heading up to the fight. How far out did you know you were fighting Pippa? Oh, maybe five weeks out, six weeks out. Okay, cool. I think it was still a fair while because, yeah, I was meant to fight Amber and Amber, when she decided not to fight, was she did it, like, early enough that I wouldn't have any struggles doing getting another match or anything. Yeah. So it was a fair, fair way before the fight. Okay. Yeah. So in terms of the lead-up then, going into it, knowing what you knew about people, because that's the thing as well, you don't have a lot of fight footage to go on. Yeah, that's that's stressful. <laughs> and it's been and it's been a year since her last fight. Yeah. And, and I kind fight. of I watched it. I watched her last fight, and I was like, oh, I can't trust that as footage. Like she would have gotten she would have gotten so much better. And then I find that all the fights where I haven't seen footage of my opponents, I've done better anyway. Like it's you, you know, I psych myself out a bit when I have too much footage. So I was just trying to ignore it. No, that makes sense. You've sort of cast that assumption on the fighter that you're going to meet in the cage and then they've just changed up what they're going to do. Like, it's almost, it's a catch-22. You almost want to see the footage so you can sort of gauge some tendencies, but you also don't want to go in there with, like, a concrete idea of what your opponent's going to do. Yeah, and, like, for all I, I was thinking, oh, for all I know, she could have done nothing but striking for a whole year. And we're developing a striking game plan, and I'm like, ooh. (laughs) That's one thing going into it. So, I mean... Me going into calling that fight, I've obviously seen you fight a few times now. Mm. And the only footage that I have seen of Pippa is the same footage that everyone has seen of Pippa. So going mm. into it in my head as well, I had an idea of what she'd be trying to do. And for the most part, she did try and utilize that skill set. But we'll get to that in a minute. I want to talk about the lead up. I want to talk about the okay, okay, okay. like that. So the camp itself, going into it, having watched that one fight but not really wanting to formulate a game plan based off that one fight or anything like that, what was your training like in the lead-up? My training was pretty intense, actually, because for the majority of the lead-up, I thought it was going to be a five-round fight. It only got changed to three rounds like two days before. So um, the first... The first couple of weeks was just a lot of cardio and cardio set combinations and then um, just technical work. And then maybe like four weeks out, Dennis started doing more sparring rounds and then lots of Shark Tank to implement the... It was kind of the first few weeks was setting out like game plan, what I was going to do, how I was going to do it. And then once I had kind of solidified it, it was just 
flat out sparring to implement it all. And golly, it was not easy. <laughs> now, with that as well, before we go back and talk about the actual sparring and things like that, with the change from three to five, uh, five to three rounds, because I spoke to Courtney last night and she was annoyed yeah. about it. Mm. How did you how did you feel about it? Because I was not... annoyed by it. Now, the thing that I was thinking about it as well, because it was a weird change, I thought, so last minute. Yeah. Um, the thing that I took from it was if I was in that position, it's like, oh, cool, I have to fight for six less minutes, but I also get six less minutes to fight. If my game plan has been formulated around the fact that my cardio is really good, I know that. And that was one of the things when the chat with Courtney comes out, um, she'd spoken about the fact that they had planned on wearing a leash out for three rounds and then mm. finish in the fourth or fifth. Yeah. That had been the game plan going in. So then when they'd switched it, you could almost tell, like, if, did you watch, did you see their fight? Yeah, I did see their fight, yeah. Now, watching that was obviously very wrestle, you know, wrestle heavy. Yeah, pace, just the grind. Heavy. And you could tell that almost there was that, it was the first three rounds of a five-round fight is what it felt like. Mm, that's very true. Yeah, so, no that. With you guys, did that sort of, did that throw a wrench in or anything like With it being two days out, so it almost can't throw a wrench in because you just sort of have to go, oh, fuck, okay, we're two days out. Yeah, it kind of, um, it didn't, I was just kind of shattered that I was like, you know, I just really wanted to push myself in that aspect and then, yeah, a lot of my, I was keen to just keep picking her apart, picking her apart, and then, like, um, just keep working on my counter-striking, no matter what she was doing. I was going to spot holes in it and, um, yeah, and just hope and try and go for, like, a TKO or something in the later round. So I think I was mainly just disappointed at, you know, all that, all that hard work, all the long, there was one day where Dennis got me to do it was, Five, five, six-minute rounds, I think, Oof. and on a Shark Tank, and like, and it was absolute hell. But by the end of it, I was just like, I finished that. I can finish a five-round fight, and I can come out on top. Like, no worries. And I was just so excited to use it. So that's okay. I just, man, what can but you do? I can. In talking to people about it, whether I spoke to, I've spoken to a couple of people that fought in the fights and I've spoken to people who worked the corners for people that fought in those fights and their opinion was they wouldn't have cared if it was changed, but they wanted more heads up. They wanted a, you know, they didn't want to train for a yeah. five-rounder and fight a three because it would be the same way. It would, it would be the same if it was the other way around. I wouldn't want to train for a three-rounder and then find out, oh, actually, we're going to bang in for five. Yeah, just because it's that then the three three-minute rounds obviously means higher intensity and so we probably would have yeah had a whole different um game plan with different combinations and stuff to use but so, is, uh, you know like there, there wasn't anything you could do about it you just have to go and fight the fight hmm. so that's all good mm-hmm. let's talk about the fight itself right because i was so the things that i really enjoyed about it, now uh, I will give my points before I get you to break down the fight. Okay, go. But the reasons that I really liked it. So there was a couple of standout moments. One of the standout moments was you getting mounted. Oh, no. Now, now, but the reason that that's a standout moment is because if you were to watch that from an outside perspective, 
to look at your resumes on paper and to sort of go, wow, all right, you've got this very accomplished grappler, you know, dominant position here, you know, pinning the head down, trying to throw strikes, looking for an arm, things like that, for you to be able to fight out of that position was very telling. Okay. I think that, that was a very strong moment for you to be able to get out of that position. Yeah. If you were judging the fight, knowing the backgrounds of the fighters, that would have gone in your favour. Yes. The other so, thing that stood yeah. out, and if you've watched, I know you've watched the fight back, um, <laughs> I, I went a little bit crazy. <laughs> went a little yeah. bit, I went a little bit crazy because you were right in front of us too, essentially. Went, like, you, know, you were just right near the commentator table. Yeah. I went a little bit wild when you threw the legs up. Yeah. I thought, fuck out of here. Because going into the fight, you're going, if she's going to win by stoppage of any kind, it's going to be a TKO. You know, like, that's the sort of story that you build up for yourself heading into the fight, knowing where or thinking you know where each fighter's strength lies. Yeah. So you then to throw the legs up and the arm to look reasonably straight, I went, fuck out of here. That's a, I'm like, if she can get that, that is, Fucking massive. That was very close. I went very crazy. And also, too, yeah. I think it was a good fight for both of you. I think it was a good fight for you because I think she probably too surprised a bit with her striking or maybe with her ability to deal with the striking. You could tell yeah. that the game plan going into it was tight, high guard, walk forward, wear the shots, clinch up, get the takedown or throw strikes back of her own. Um you traded spinning back fists at one point, like she went for one, then you hit her with one. Yeah. Very cool. Because cool. I feel like spinning back fists, that's been my signature move <laughs> since day one. I've always loved my spinning back fists. And I was like, don't you try a spinning back fist on me. That's my move. <laughs> of all the thousands of people in the world who do it. But I want to claim <laughs> You city bitch throwing a spinning back fist. I know. Don't you know who I am? I'm spinning back fist Annie. No. <laughs> Don't you know? No, that, and you have thrown that in the fight. Um, and so was, I think you threw like three or four in this fight. Yeah, I did. Probably three at least. That's cool. Because okay. I actually, um, we actually had a spinning back kick that we'd been working on, which I'm sorry I didn't do it. But the whole like, it was going to be like throw a couple of those, get her guard up, worried about it, and then throw the spinning back kick but i just couldn't get up the nerve to do it well that's okay look the spinning back kick to throwing the spinning back fist being that it's a shorter travel distance it's a quicker strike mm. you know like the average person can throw a spinning back fist a lot quicker than they can throw a spinning kick whether it be a spinning back or a spinning hook or anything like that like the wheel kick or anything like that mm. the spinning back fist is quicker also then putting yourself on one leg while spinning you know, showing you back and then doing it against a grappler who you know that if you telegraph the shot will take you back. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot that goes into so, it. I understand why you'd be hesitant about throwing that. But now that I've sort of laid out why I was enjoying the fight, you know, there was those moments that stood out. It was a very fun fight back and forth. You know, mm. your ankle looked really good. You, you, you know, your footwork was really good. We talked about that a lot during the fight, you know. Uh, Pippa, you know, marching forward, tight, high guard, trying to sort of, you know, walk you down and you on the balls of your feet the whole time. High-paced stuff, really enjoyable fight. Now, let's get your, let's get your take on the fight. 
because it's always good to be able to hear the person who was involved in the fight give their take. Yeah. Well, I was. She had. She had a fair bit of power in her striking. I was finding her striking almost uh, difficult, just difficult to get a grasp of what her style was because it wasn't very Muay Thai style, but it wasn't very boxing style. Just I and like she was swapping stance and she was very front on. I was finding it hard. I um to get leg chops and set up leg chops because she was so straight on, it felt kind of awkward. And, um, yeah, her right hand was very strong. I've had, I've got a few bruises on the side of my face from her hitting me with the right hand. But I was, she must have a strong neck or something because I just felt like no matter how hard I was hitting her, her head was just kind of staying strong and still coming at me. And I'm going, oh, my God. <laughs> Like I was expecting her head to fly off her shoulders and it's still coming forward and I'm going, oh, Jesus. And then uh, I actually, when I was on the ground with her, I was surprised that I didn't feel as uh, uh, inferior because I I thought to myself, don't you dare let it go to the ground. Don't you dare let it go to the ground because, you know, she's just going to be unbelievable. And then, for some reason, I strayed away from the game plan and took her to the ground. And I was like, what have you done, Annie? What are you doing? This wasn't, this wasn't, I just saw it and I did it. And I was like, oh, that was a dumb idea. And when I got out of the first armbar, I was like, oh, shit. All right, we're still going, we're still going. And um, I did think... I did think the first round was mine, but only just. And then going into the second round when she took me down, I was actually, oh, I was annoyed at myself because I thought she was going to be, I knew she was going to try and force me against the cage, try to clinch and stuff. And that's what I was really prepared for. And then she did the inside trip instead. And I was like, oh, God, I didn't see that coming. And then um, when she was on top, I'm thinking, oh, my God, when I gave up my back, I was thinking, am I gonna lose this? I that, that was I never it yeah. never crossed my mind that I would lose. I just was like, Oh my god, my friends and family are here and I'm gonna lose this fight and then I was like, No, no, I, I can't do this, I can't do this and just got out of it and thought, I can't I cannot believe I got out of that. So We we couldn't see where her arm or grips were from that position. Mm. So yeah, she had a she had her arm. I could feel it straight across my chin. It almost was starting to feel like she was cranking my neck because she was trying yeah. to get underneath it. Yeah, I was like, oh no! And it was, I was like, she's going to get under there. She's going to get under there. And um, but I did think, you know, I train a lot with my friend Baz, and he's a gigantic purple belt who wins all sorts of grappling competitions. I thought, you know what? If I train with Baz. I can get out of her back control, you know. I can, I can do this, and um, and I think that even maybe broke her spirit a little bit at that point where, um, she probably thought the moment went to the ground she was going to have it. She didn't. Yeah. Um, but I also, what was my other? My other thought was uh, sometimes I could sense just this um almost like a desperation from her. Like the way she wasn't, she had a few opportunities where she probably should have taken 
focused on the position before she's focused on the ground and pound or the sub. Uh, and that was kind of giving me my opportunities to move and get out. And, you know, um, if she had have maybe had her arm position and her hooks in better, I wouldn't have gotten out of that back control. But since she was so rushed to try and get the finish, it just, I could, I was wiggling out of all those small mistakes she was making. Yeah. And um, in the last round, I was like, my coach and my corner were like, you know, it's too close. It's too close. You have to take this round and you have to take it, you know, really, really convincingly. And um, and that's when I got to have all my fun. You even said, like, you're like, oh, it looks like Annie's having fun in there because I just love, you know, it's always the last round where I kind of get my mojo and I'm moving and I've worked them out and I'm, you know, so feeling really fit still. And, you know, the third round I feel was 100% me and I just loved it so much. It was really, like, just liberating. Did you throw a question Nick, am I imagining that? Oh, my God. In the first round, I did yes. Because I, I do remember – in my mind, I remember calling it, but I can't remember if it actually happened. No, it was. I did, and I I loved that too. That I, so, that I called it? Oh, well, you called cool. it. You appreciated it, and I oh. loved that you appreciated it. Okay, yeah. But no, I, I do. I, I, I was a sucker for a question mark kick. I'm a big fan of them. I mean, it's obviously added style points. Anything with added style points gets a vote from me. Good, uh, I agree. And that's because it says a lot. I think it says a lot about the fight because anyone can throw, like anyone can throw a standard, you know, like roundhouse. Anyone can throw like a, a standard tape or what? It, like, there's all those techniques where it's like, all right, anyone can throw it. But then it's, uh, I mean, you see guys like. I mean, I'm a big fan of like Dominic Cruz and and TJ Dillashaw and guys like that, where there's there's always like those shift steps and things like that, and the angling mm. off and breaking of the hips and throwing a funky kick, or guys like John Jones where he's throwing like oblique kicks and he's doing things where you're like, motherfucker, you shouldn't be, like you shouldn't be able to do that. Yeah. You know, like I, it's actually working. It's two people fighting and we're supposed to be around the same level and you're throwing this funky like you know. Like getting question mark kicked, getting slapped in the face with a foot when you don't think it's going to be. You know, it's one, it's one of these things where you're like, fuck, I shouldn't have just copped a Why did I just cop a foot to the face? How did that happen? And you know and, what? I think it's from, um, I think it's from my good old dancing days that the question mark kick and those kind of movements. The flare. Um, yeah, it's the flare. The pizzazz. Um, it's the same with my, I think it's my bounciness and being on my toes and things like that. I actually think it's got a lot to do with all that dancing. Dancing um, I did from, what, 6 to 16 I danced, I think. So it's I'm just bouncing around in there. It's all a dance routine. That's what it is. Now, look, I mean, Lomachenkov, his dad made him quit boxing and take up traditional dance for like four years or whatever. Like, if you want to be a world champion, <laughs> if you want to be a world champion, you have to do this traditional dance for... You know, like you take time away from boxing and just do dancing for two years. Or like, yeah. I can't remember the time span, but that's one of the stories around like Lomachenkov. You know, it's like, well, yeah. he's so good because of this. You know, does that sort of, that's what, and you look at his movement and it's, you watch him and it almost looks like a dance. It looks like he, he's the matador and he's dancing around the bull. And, and it was, I enjoy your style of fighting anyway. I enjoy lots of footwork. I enjoy lots of angles. I enjoy high pace. I enjoy varied techniques, you know, that's the sort of stuff. 
as a fan, but also like as someone was getting the chance to call it. I enjoy that stuff. Yeah, well, yeah, and I don't know. I I have to be on my toes, especially like in our gym, all the guys are pretty good at wrestling. So I feel like the moment I put my heels on the floor and I'm grounded, they sniff it out and take me down, and I'm like, ah, oh, shit. It's like the only way I can escape is always moving. Nice. And look, we did make a point, though, as well, with both of your walkouts, that you both had fantastic songs. Oh, yeah. She had a great song. You both had fantastic songs. Like, hats off to both of you for that. You know when you're like, oh, I know I have to fight this girl, but I like I like her style. So <laughs> I like, She's got good taste. Because yeah, she's, <laughs> you both had these retro bangers, and uh, there was four guys on the night that all had the same fucking walkout songs. Oh, I didn't even notice. Oh my god! I'm like, I turned to the sound guy, like the fourth time. I'm like, <laughs> the fourth motherfucker with this song. And he's like, "Yep." Oh my god! Uh, like, I feel like isn't that the first thing you do when you pick a fight song? Is you aim to not be a cliche? Are you yeah. like, God, I have to have one that no one else has? And then when someone walks out to lose lose yourself, Eminem, and you're like, Ah, oh. it's like, look. There's a lot of songs where now when I hear them for people's walkouts, I just go, Ugh. <laughs> Come on, bro. Like, I'm just like, you've Googled, Remember like, when we were talking about me doing a walkout song that was just my voice so far? <laughs> <laughs> I am Eddie <laughs> I kind of, I still want that. <laughs> I still want that song. I still want you to narrate your own walkout. I still think that... <laughs> That's a boss move. For your next oh fight, I want your walkout to be you narrating your own walkout. Oh, that would just be so funny. That would be very cool. Now, obviously, oh. after the fight, lots of excitement, lots of emotion. I was stoked. I, like I said, I have to try and be professional, but I was stoked. Um, oh, man. And then heading back, you essentially threw a soccer <laughs> ride at the back of the venue. <laughs> I know, I felt so bad, but at the same time, it was probably one of the greatest moments ever. It was very cool. It was, it was, it was fun for us watching, I mean, like you, I mean, you apologised too, I think, on social media. To call yeah, I did. But, but I, and I even said to people at the gym tonight, I go, did you guys plan that? But someone say, all right, let's huddle around Annie and all start hugging and jumping. And everyone's like, no, it just happened. Well, look, it's a special moment. It was a beautiful moment. It was it, it, The back of the room was filled with love. It was a very nice, touching, you know, final moment to the night of fights for you. And oh. you don't get to have those moments again. You know, it was your first title fight. It was your first win in a title fight. And you guys are all very close-knit. You obviously had a, a big crowd up the back there to support you. And that's the sort of stuff, you know, be unapologetic about that sort of stuff because no one, you know, like, you created that moment for yourself. Enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah, I saw, well, Dennis reposted the video of us all, like, jumping and hugging, and he was like, you know, I'm so proud to be head coach of a gym that supports each other like this. And I just, I think it put into perspective for me. I was like, we are just a big family. Like, I just couldn't believe everyone cared about it just as much as I did, and I could share that with people. No, it was a very special moment. All right, so you've got that out of the way. You've got a shiny belt to take out on on, on Tinder dates or whatever it may be. 
That should be the second you roll up to the bar now. That should be slung across your shoulder. I'll be disappointed if you're not out hitting the town with that, with the strap. I did hit the town. Did you you take the belt? No, of course not. That is disappointing. I'm I'm a humble girl. Oh, that million dollar baby. I get it. We've got the the country thing. Different upbringing. If you're a city girl, you may have taken the belt out. I know, those city bitches. <laughs> I'm gonna, you know what the problem is after this chat? If there's any, I apologise in advance to any any city female fighters that may be listening to this. Oh, so taken funny. Out of context. I've been taken out of context. I've been wrapped up in the moment and the emotion of the chat. <laughs> All my hate. <laughs> that's what it is. That's what, I'm much more positive than this normally. All right, so title so fight's funny. out of the way. That's yeah. uh, tick off the list. What's what's on for 2019 now? Because you've had a busy year. You're six and zero. Oh. Are you seven and zero oh now? Seven and zero oh now. Seven and zero oh in the last year. A massively successful busy year for you. What's next though? Anything on for the rest of 2019? Any fights? Are you just going to play it by ear? Play it by ear. I go to America Friday. Yes. So I'll go to. Uh, I'm going to go to CSW with Eric Paulson. Do some catch wrestling, some submission wrestling kind of stuff. Very cool. Uh, I'll go out to, I don't know, I haven't really planned my whole trip. I want to go out to Vegas and go to Sisted MMA, uh, check out a few different places, hit people up for training around the States for boxing and wrestling. Yes. Uh, that'll be for the next month. I'll, then when I come home, we'll just see what shows are on. I know no. there's XFC going on in Melbourne. There is. Now, I one think, in, um, one wombat. I'm just, I've already told you to put my hand up to commentate that. Can you please get <gasps> any that as well? Yes! So, I don't know if they're, I don't know if they're on board with that yet, but I'm, I'm telling them that I'm just going to rock up to the commentary booth. So, please get Annie on the card so I can call another fight. I know, or if I don't get a fight, I'll come commentate. They'll co commentate. But you're just going to be really helpful <laughs> about any of the female fighters. I Where know. Where are they from? Oh, they're from they're from not country. Oh well, <laughs> God, whoever's whoever's from further out of the CBD is going to be your pick for the fight, though. Yeah, well, that I would literally do that. <laughs> Google Maps it. You just need to Google Maps every fighter's location. I think that's fair. That's totally fair. And then you'd be like, and then the boys would be fighting. And you'd be like, what do you think of this fight? And I'd be like, well, he's handsome. But so is his opponent. <laughs> Oh, but which one of them nothing to do with the fight. Which one of them single? Because that's gonna that's gonna determine who I'm going for. <laughs> I'm just like I'm like Corey Reeves is fantastic, but I've seen he's got a girlfriend. I know. So, so but also, <laughs> but unfortunately, I need to then just pick someone else. That's just how it God. works. That's how it works. All right. Well, hopefully, we can get you another show soon. Obviously, enjoy your time in the States as a traincation. You're not taking time off. You're going to be going around to all the gyms. Maybe I can hook you up with some of the tiny sumo <gasps> friends. I may or I may would... not. I may well, I need any up. hookups I can get. Just like, I just don't want to miss out on anything. That's my biggest fear. I don't want to like go there, come back and be like, oh, I should have gone there. I've been, very, I've been very lucky through the chat to, uh, to be able to, you know, create some uh, very cool internet friends in other parts of the world. And I may or may not know some people in America. Um, so I'm sure that we can line you up with some gyms over there. 
fingers crossed we can get you on a flight soon so I uh, can watch that, whether I commentate or not. And uh, congratulations once again. It was a fantastic win. I, I had a blast calling it. Yeah. No, it's so exciting that you called a fight of the night. I love excited. That's what I always want, especially from female fights. I just want to want the girls to mix it up on the I've ground, got, standing up. I've been a massive be, proponent. Afraid. Yeah, I've been a massive proponent of uh, female MMA, women's MMA, because I do love it. I think that you know, more often than not, the women's fights are going to be super exciting, and that's not to take anything away from the guys' fights, though. But like I said, with your fight, the reason I enjoyed your fight because I had something, you know, I had a, a little bit of everything. Mm. I had submission attempts, takedowns, varied striking. There was cage fighter, there was wrestling, there was a bit of everything, and that's why I really enjoyed it. Obviously, I enjoyed Yeah, that's what a cage well. fight should be. I enjoy your style as well, so that played into it too. I think in terms of, like, performance of the night, um, I, I'm going to go with Nick Thornton for that. Really? Uh, against... Luke Daly. Luke. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, gonna... that was very, very impressive, actually. I have Nick on later in the week, um, and I don't think people will give enough credit to that win. That was Luke's. A... Well, Luke's I... fantastic. Luke's, Luke's a stud. That have you seen Luke killer. on the pads? Like Luke. Yeah, I love it. No, I love their style. I love um, I love Infinite MMA. John Campbell does a fantastic job. Um, highly yeah. rated coach, and they do a fantastic job as a gym, and Nick capped him in like a minute and a half or something yeah um, it was crazy you, no that was and yeah. I've, I've re-watched that fight a couple of times to watch the transition as well because we mm. didn't pick it we didn't pick it pick it up him going from um half guard to full guard we didn't pick it up during the fight oh okay well like from where we were angled we couldn't see him switch the leg and then we didn't see him switch the grip and then so we, we were saying like oh is it tight is it in oh yeah and i remember going oh Luke's going head to the mat. He's alleviating some pressure. He, like he's trying to work out of it. And then I'm like, yeah. Ooh, that looks, that looks tighter. Oh, that look, oh, that's tight. Oh, that's a tap. And it came on really quick. And I remember being like actually shocked at it and not obviously, you know, saying anything about, like going into it. I'm like, they're both studs. It's going to be a three round, you know, absolute. T-. I was really looking forward to that fight. I thought it was going to be three rounds of, you know, beautiful technique and action. Yeah. And Nick got the well, really, that was really impressive. So that's, I saw Luke backstage kind of warm up, and then I saw him. I didn't even notice he had fight fought yeah. because it obviously it happened really quick, and I was just like, oh, I wonder when he's going on because he was meant to fight Mitty, but then Mitty injured himself. That I was we had um, really excited about that. Man. Oh, I, weren't we all? Because we had watched some um, yeah footage of we'd watched a fair bit of footage of Luke and um. And Dennis had even said, you know, we need to be prepared because they will be prepared. You know, they're a good gym and, um, you know, and they are producing some really great fighters. So, yeah, I had a lot of, I have, well, I do, I have a lot of respect for Luke. I've watched him fight and I think his technique is unbelievable. So, yeah, credit, lots of credit to his opponent for doing so well. But that's why I just that was a little bit of a, a little bit of a sidestep there. But that was my in terms of my fight of the night. I had I had your fight, and as my individual performance of the night, I, I went with Nick. And this mm. is me just voting in my own head to myself. But that <laughs> I remember thinking afterwards, I'm like, wow, that was a big win, especially because coming off of the Corey Reeves fight was Luke, and that's still the best yeah. amateur fight I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. By far, I. I ridiculous. left before that fight that night, and oh. then I 
And everyone was going on and on and on about it. And I'm like, are you joking? Like, surely, surely it wasn't that good. And when I saw the footage, I'm like, oh, you know what? And I think those boys, that fight, I was like, I really need to work on my one-two. Like, they yep. were landing the jab cross like lightning straight down the middle. And yep. I've always found that really difficult to do. Like, I've always been like, why can't I just land that? straight down the middle my cross always ends up on the outside and I'm like what is going on and it's literally like I honestly watched that fight and went to the gym and just wanted to practice my one two one two one two nice that was a and like yeah it was an amazing fight alright look hey before we wrap it up you know the drill because I think this is like the eighth time you've been on my chat oh yeah but I hadn't even thought about it yet go on <laughs> you're a heavy you're, you're a returning guest you're a regular on the chat. Now, you know the drill. At the end of the chat, you have to give your plugs, mentions, and shout-outs. So, who did you want to mention? And I'll tag him in later. In. Well, I don't I don't have any sponsors or anything, if anyone's <laughs> interested. Sponsor her. <laughs> I'm, I'll look good in active wear, I swear. No, and, um, now, just shout-out to my gym. Shout-out to everyone who's come come along to watch um Dennis and Phil put in like so much time and effort to me um to me and my training and yeah I couldn't be more grateful so you know just the generic there we go generic thank you to my peers easy fantastic yeah, easy, easy. cool all right look let's get you some sources let's line you up another fight and I'll get on the commentary booth and it'll be all good it'll be fantastic Fantastic. Against one of them city bitches. I know. How <laughs> dare they? Who do they think they are? <laughs> I've just alienated so many fighters. Okay. <laughs> On that <laughs> note, I will wrap it up with you. Thank you very much and massive congratulations. I was stoked uh, uh, when the fight was going on. So that was awesome. And uh, you and I will talk soon. Okay, cool. All right. See you, bye. Excellent. Thank you. Bye.